0: Clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Schwartz and Jack Fritz. At what point do you just cut your losses and shut them down for the year and say, "Indeed, yeah"? Like, like, let's say, say you're two weeks out or whatever, and he's still, you know, fighting to get back. And you're you're a seven seven eight seed. Like you're you're gonna rush your franchise player to get back on the court just to probably lose to the Celtics or Bucks. Like right. I don't know if that's smart strategy either. Like I, at that point, I'd probably just sit him for the year and take the Kendrick Perkins route of make sure he's good to go next year. Which I hate. Like mm. I, I, I I hate the idea of of going to next year because it's like what's really gonna change? Because he, he's probably gonna get banged up at some point next year. Like I I, I hate having to keep pushing and and kicking the can down the road. But at at some point you've got to be smart about your players. And is it smart to really rush them back out there? Um, If, if, if if it's you're facing the bucks or the Celtics in round one, like it's just no cut your losses.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, and I think on one hand, the Embiid conversation is an interesting one because we talk about it almost in like a non-medical sense. Like, you know, and I, I do it as well. Excuse me. Like, all right, well they would have no shot against the Bucks, so why bring him back? I think the reality is if he's 100%, like if he is ready to play, you bring him back no matter what the situation but, but is. But
0: he's not going to be 100%. Like Well,
1: that's the, what I'm so if he's not, then I would not. Like like if they were the 4 seed and like let's say they trade for Murray and they're playing well and like they have like okay, then bring him back if he's 75%. I get that. But if they're playing as a 9-10 seed in the play-in tournament or if they are are going to be the the 8 seed against the the Celtics, then no, you don't bring him back, back if he's not 100% because then you could undo all the good you've done by sitting him for all this time. The real question is, like, do you think he's going to be back?
0: Uh, I think he's going to do – I think he's going to try to push and, and, and try so? to get on the court just because I, I feel like he will want to shed the injury-prone label, and I think – even if it's eighty five percent, ninety percent, he's gonna go out there and and give it what he's got because I think that's kind of yeah. how Joel is. Like I don't think he, I don't think he loves the the, and I wouldn't either. It would drive me nuts. But like, the truth is the truth. But like, the the narrative of of him being hurt all the time, you know, I think that would drive me nuts. And I think yeah. he will will do whatever it takes. Like I, I I still think that's why he played in in Golden State. I think it was the sixty five game thing, and. I do believe the the stories about him, you know, and being annoyed that people were kind of calling him out for, for ducking Jokic. Um, so I, I think he's very concerned about that stuff. So I think late in the year, yeah. I I would I I would expect him to be out there, even if it's not a hundred percent. And unfortunately mm-hmm. we kind of know how that's gone the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one to to tie it to the playoffs because I agree with you. I think that he he will not want to have suffered a season ending injury. Like he is someone that's certainly like is aware of the narrative around him. Obviously, to your point, I think he definitely cares about it. I think he definitely thinks about it. So I think he'll want to come back, uh, you know, and show that like all this rehab and all that work. And I'm sure he will will work really hard to get back. But you're right that if if they're in a situation like someone needs to be the adult in the room and say to him, "Nah, man, like you got to sit this out until until the end until next season," because with how this is looking. It, you know, I mean, this is being dramatic. It's a post game pod. I'm allowed to, to be dramatic. Like, I think that the team tonight, like, had end of Eagles, end of season Eagles vibes. Like, almost a feeling of, man, we just don't have it. Like, our guys not here. Like, this, this is it. Now the Eagles had their guy, but everyone except for me was aware that this Eagles season was sinking. And I felt like I, I fought on it with the Sixers. I, I'm looking at it tonight, and it just it feels like. There's no fight there without Joel. Like they they know they're not good enough.
0: Well, and the thing is, is that it's just they have so many like not guys in in these games and they get really exposed. Like there was a point, I believe, in the second quarter or maybe in the third quarter where I think two out of three possessions ended in a Daniel House uh, heave before the shot clock. It's like that's. Who who's that for? That's not for anyone. No one needs to see that. That's 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 not gonna work. Like Paul Reed, I, I told you, I told you, the thirty points against the Nuggets was the worst thing that could have happened to the worst than Spike. the Embiid injury. Your new co-host is, is, is Paul Reed scoring thirty points because it's just he's he's got no offensive game. Like it's mm-hmm. gotta be one of the biggest aberrations in in the history of basketball is is Paul Reed scoring thirty points in an NBA game against the Nuggets. It's it's especially it's on
1: like mid range jumpers.
0: Yeah, like just was like looked like took Elton Brand. Today. I, I Look, took a when, few of them today. When Elton Brand, you know, used to just be money from the mid range. That's yes. what Paul Reed looked like for one night. And I actually and took I'm... a yoga
1: class with Elton Brand before.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, was <laughs> <Fun> a <laughs> Um, like I'm Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba can't play. Like no, he's terrible. There's so many like that. These guys just get exposed when in, when Embiid's not there, and especially the Paul Rees and Obamas of the world who are forced into playing more. Like that's not mm-hmm. that's like if JT went down and it's Garrett Stubbs every day. Like that's I was saying that same thing to Kristen as I was watching the game. Uh, it's, it's, it's 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 a perfect comp. It's a perfect yeah. comp. I I will say, I will say, I just continue to watch Jaden Springer, and I, I'm fighting the urge to. Sell so high the deadline. Like, you want to talk about that? I would sell high on the deadline. I would sell high. <laughs> the yeah. maxi fluctuation. Yeah. Like, in or out, in or out. Like, sometimes I watch Jaden Springer, I'm like, can't play. And then, you know, like tonight, it's he's locking down Luca for an entire quarter. He's yeah. shooting all the time. I
1: just feel like, like he's like a poor man's Marcus Smart. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: But, like, two years from now, like, is he, <laughs> yeah, true. Is he, is he a legit yeah. Or will one of these young teams be interested in taking him on a, as, like, a project? And and maybe they think he can t- – but there's something there. There's something there with, with Jaden Springer. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, again, probably two years away, but there's something there with Jaden Springer.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, he, he – it's funny to say this after Max. He's in a different situation. Like, he is young for what it's worth. I mean, so – so we'll see. I I don't think to your point, it you know I was I was obviously watching the game tonight and I was looking at Twitter and everyone's like the, the Jaden Springer game like did then I look at the box score I'm like he had six points so I don't know how high you're selling on him but you are right that he has I think looked better he certainly looked good tonight and have it happen right before the trade deadline. Oh yeah, uh, I thought it, him getting
0: second qu- second quarter minutes was a, sh- a showcase, a bit of a yeah, showcase. it was a
1: showcase. Well, by the way, also there was a report that the Mavs are looking for a tall, like, a tall stretch for, and I was thinking, Toby, like, this is your chance, like, the tryout, and uh, I don't know what he finished with, but it wasn't good enough.
0: I mean, would there be, I mean, talk about just a beautiful, like, a a combination of just beautiful things that could happen to one basketball team. I mean, the Pistons being interested in Toby, and also working on possibly completing a Levine trade. I mean, Toby and Levine, in Detroit, like, it sounds like the basketball. two people you,
1: yeah, the two players you hate the most.
0: <laughs> just
1: like, yeah, two, just two of the worst like, contracts in, uh, in the NBA.
0: Like, just move the Pistons. There's just like I, it, I know they just made Little Caesars Arena, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> just move you ever had Little Caesars? Them. No, no, I don't know good. Like. that's good. on the commercials. I'm not gonna. Yeah,
1: lie. it is. I'm. They do it where you walk in and you just like pick like. You don't pre-order. I think you can, but they just make a bunch of me just walking to pick it up. Just a little fun fact about Yeah, well, well listen,
0: yeah. I think if I was the Pistons, I would just try to maybe go back to the Palace at Auburn Hills or, or something. Like, mm-hmm. just Just restart. this. this, this rather than wasting the your money, like wasting your money on Levine and, and Toby, just don't, you know? like I, know, well, I, know I don't you get, get is and we're money turning to into burn. a Pistons pod, but,
1: like, why wouldn't you just make the trade anyway this year? Like, they're not competing. I get that he's having surgery, but it seems like it's a pretty standard surgery on his foot. If you're the Pistons, why not just do it anyway right now?
0: Yeah, I don't know. They might, maybe. Right. Two one five. <laughs> well, here's here's what I don't get.
1: Whatever the Detroit area code is.
0: Here's what I don't get. Yeah. How does someone with a broken foot or whatever he has, like, it, how does he pass the physical? It, it, the, the passing of the physical stuff. I think you have to
1: accept he wouldn't.
0: It's the most nonsense thing of all time. Teams can make guys pass physicals or not. Yes. Like it's I it's, agree. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, but back to the Sixers and and, and no more uh, this fun business, team. no more business talk, I promise. Um like we'll see at the deadline how like it, how they approach the deadline will tell us almost everything we need to know about how they feel like.